0: Uh, Mine now. You belong to me. Today we're going to play a new fun game. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Twin Peaks Podcast. My name is Dan.
1: My name's Nicole.
0: And this is the movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on a theme. This week our theme is prison movies and we're discussing Lady Vengeance and Escape from Alcatraz. After that we're going to be doing the third section which is called Stitch Up where one of us has to watch a terrible film. This week, it's my turn. I had to watch Legally Blonde because you chose it and I lost. Uh, it, it, was, it was straight up loss when it, last time. It was a landslide. There was yeah. no tossing involved um, um, <laughs> in the last well, one.
1: I was thinking, you know how we recorded with Albert the other week mm. and I said, oh, you know, you should just forfeit and watch Legally Blonde. If you just forfeited, I mean, either way, you, you had to watch the movie.
0: I would have been screwed either <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, but I, but I watched it. I watched it and I sent you proof last night. I uh, sent you a you picture do. on WhatsApp of, and said, look, I'm watching it with a nice little sticky finger up emoji. Yeah. Um, so I will be discussing with you, <laughs> Legally Blonde. But before all that, we have a little bit of a chat and a chimney about whatever we want. How are you doing, mate? How are things? Uh,
1: yeah, things are pretty good. It's, crazy at work as per usual um i've been camping which was really really nice to do for a couple of days at, at a friend's property um and we did like a hike and we made these coca is it cocadamas it's like a like a succulent and it's in like a ball shape and you can hang them right. cuz the mate who we stayed at his uh on his property he does a. He's got a YouTube channel called Crafting Good Health, and yeah. uh, one of our mates was recording this episode over that weekend. You should check him out on YouTube. Um, okay. And then we got. To, and then we got to make them afterwards. It was kind of kind of a cool uh, project to make during camping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you drink them? No, 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 <laughs> no. They're a plant, mate.
0: I thought, it, yeah, but when you said you went camping, I was assuming it was some survival thing where you just, you built, you, so you built a plant.
1: Yeah, yeah. you build a plant. So then you, you take it home with you and then it grows in your house.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what plants do, isn't it? I'd, I'd yeah. forgotten, yeah.
1: Do you have any plans, Dan?
0: No, I just, I'd never remember to look after it. Maybe I should, maybe it'd be a, a good lesson for me. Yeah. But I'm terrible with things like that. So you've been camping and building plants. That's all very exciting. Um what mm. else have you got planned?
1: Uh I I'm going to the comedy festival tomorrow. I'm gonna to see Jim Oh, Owen. Yeah and is that uh, still on? last yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's on till this weekend, or maybe maybe next weekend is the last weekend. I can't remember. I went to the comedy festival last weekend with the volunteering group um yeah. that my mate was trying to get me onto. I finally have signed up. And um Nice. And I was excited because I was like, I thought it was a comedy gala. It wasn't the comedy gala, but it was going to be a bunch of comedians. I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. So, you know, met everyone and we had some dinner and they were like, oh, you know, got half an hour till the show starts. And then we went up to like get seated. They're like, oh, no, the show got cancelled. I was like, Whoa, what? What? So we had to like scramble to figure out what we're gonna do for the next like few hours before you know we drop the the guys off, and then I called the comedy phone line. I was just like, "Is there any shows tonight for eight individuals?" Yeah. And they're like, "Oh yeah, there's these two comedians, and we chose one of them, and he was all right." Yeah, I don't. I wasn't. I mean, I didn't pay for the ticket. I, I think the, the whole freebie. yeah it was i think the whole night in general was the funny bit because we were trying to like scramble for a car park and it took us like an hour that
0: sounds stressful mate it doesn't sound funny (laughs) oh no but (laughs) like so so
1: so so we were we were in a van right and it's a disability organization yeah so there's, you know, disability car parks all around the city. They were all taken. Some of them were taken by people who weren't supposed to be parked in them. And you can't park underground because you get stuck. Have you oh my god, I've I've done that once with a van before. I've got stuck under in <laughs> underneath a car park and I was like
0: no, I was like, ever.
1: Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I just need to get free. <laughs> and I got through
0: but well, the roof was too low. The the ceiling was still. The, too the right. roof
1: Yeah. And I How got, did you get in it in the first <laughs> place? <laughs> Cause <laughs> this was years ago, back in the back in the day when I used to work in art department. Um because I think the barrier was slightly bent, so I could I was like, oh I can get through. Okay. And there was <laughs> okay. there was areas that you can get through <laughs> <laughs> but there was pipes as well. And then yeah. when you got to the pipe, end, you go, Arr! I was like, Oh my God, I can't get stuck. I can't get stuck. Like, this is not my van. Oh
0: mate.
1: I'm and like, since that day, every time I freak, even like with my four wheel drive, I freak out going in underground car parks. Yeah. yeah, We, tr- we tried a couple of uh, underground car parks because I knew of one that you could, but our van was a little bit too high. She ended up parking. I think they ended up parking um, illegally. Well, actually, no. I don't oh, think she Don't did. say I that. Think... Don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> well, I don't. That's actually... evidence, isn't it?
0: I'm not coming out. <laughs> so if, if I do some, if I do end up doing time, that's on you, mate.
1: Well, I, I read the sign. I think it was it was okay after hours. There's so many rules and regulations with parking in the city, like loading zones yeah. and all that jazz. Yeah, a so, typical um,
0: city, innit? It's the same in London.
1: <laughs> London, you know. oh, oh my god! I had to drive, so to I'm, I'm. I had to drive in London a couple of times when I was working on Neighbours. I had to they had to hire a car, and they had they only could hire a manual car, which
0: was. Oh, you horrible. do you usually drive automatic. It's automatics out there, isn't it, Usually,
1: yeah. It like here is so in Australia, it's so easy to get an automatic car for hire in Europe. It's always manual. Have you driven a manual car though? I mean, an automatic car.
0: Yeah, I had an automatic car. I had one automatic car, which was a company car about eight years ago. And it was, it wasn't as much fun as a manual. I just, I think manuals are just much more fun to be honest. Oh um, it's a more not when, you get, it,
1: when you get when you stall and you can't get up a hill.
0: No, <laughs> I mean if the thing is like over here it's just like driving an automatic in the UK is unusual. So hmm. the norm is to just learn in a manual. You have get a manual license and then maybe sometimes you'll get have an automatic car or drive a, a higher car that's yeah. automatic or whatever. But the norm is just to to learn in a manual and I don't really understand it to be honest with you. This uh, our podcast is turning into auto trader, isn't it? It's an Auto trader official podcast. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> that's all about me. Did you get? Have you got a car, Dan?
0: I did. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of cars, I just bought one. I got a new. I yeah. got a new set of wheels, and I'm very excited by it because I do enjoy Ooh. driving. And uh, yeah, it's good to have my freedom. Have you watched any films?
1: I have watched a, f- a couple of films. A TV miniseries and some comedy specials. What about you? Have you watched some stuff?
0: I watched, uh, yeah, I watched a few bits. I found it a bit difficult to get into many films lately. And I've started, I was telling you before, that I've started about six or seven films, got 10 minutes in and just turned them off. And I just haven't been in the right mood. But last night I sat down and I watched a new film that's just dropped on Netflix called Love and Monsters. And I must admit, I'd never heard of this. And I just saw it randomly and it said new on Netflix. And I looked it up on Letterboxd. had pretty good scores, but I kind of wasn't expecting much from it. And it was really good. It was really, really good. It was very funny. Um, The characters are memorable in it. And it it goes, it's not as predictable as I was expecting it to be. And it's got some really good effects, some really good creature effects in it.
1: Uh, Ah, yes. I know what you're talking about now.
0: It's got that bloke in it. Is he a Maze Runner or something? Dylan. That's
1: right. Um, Dylan O'Brien.
0: Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. It's got him in it. And he's he's really good in it, actually, because he's, he's quite a comedic character. And he's... Uh, but he's doing this, like, narration. And it's quite funny as well how certain scenes are set up and then the narration sort of interacts hmm. with what's going on on screen. Um, hard recommend on that one, mate. Especially if you're in a switch your brain off sort of mood. It's... Uh, it's a nice little film.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, great.
0: Um, Right, have you got one? Are we playing film tennis? Should we play film tennis? <laughs> Over to you.
1: Over to me. I'm going to talk about a, a mini-series that I watched this week called The Little Drummer Girl, who is the same director as um, Sympathy of Lady of Vengeance.
0: Oh, Park Chan-wook.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, okay. and it's based in the 70s and if is this idealist uh actress uh Charlie and she pretends to want to be part of i was going to say kind of like Al- al-Qaeda i forgot what the okay. i forgot um like but a, she's just an extremist kind of yeah, organization yeah. yeah she's um she's been hired to Pretend that she used to be the girlfriend of one of these leaders, yeah. Uh, just to you know, find out more information and to find the head of the organization. And it's really good. Yeah. It's got, it's got Alexander. How do you Pronounce his last name, Scarlett. Do you know who I'm? Oh, Alexander
0: Skarsgård.
1: Skarsgård. That's right. Yeah, it's got Florence Pugh from, what was it? Midsummer that we watched, yeah. we reviewed late last year. It's really good. I would recommend it.
0: Be interested to see this one then, is it? When did this come out? Uh,
1: when did this come out? You can you can find it on Letterboxd. Hopefully it'll tell you whereabouts you can. Fucking uh, look it up
0: yourself, it. Dan. That's what that translation yeah. is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. Let me see. All right. I think I I know where we
0: stand now. Don't worry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What else have you been watching, Dan?
0: Oh, back to me. Um, back to you. Train to Busan, that epic zombie movie on a train. Um, have you seen it?
1: No, you you've. uh, Was it you or me that recommended it to me at work? We used to just yeah. You guys were saying for me to watch it and I haven't watched it yet. It's, it is on my watch list.
0: Yeah. I get it, mate. There's, I, I've got like 200 on my watch list on Letterboxd. I just never seem to, to get round to any of them, but um, this is what you got. You'll get round to it at some point, but there's a sequel out and it's called Peninsula and it's just yeah. dropped on Prime in the UK or about a month ago. If you're listening to this, um, And it's got a bit of a bashing online and from critics. It's not very good. Um, That's what they say. And I can see why. But I had, uh, perhaps maybe my expectations were set low because I'd seen the reception of it. But uh, I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. There was some iffy CGI in there. And there were some car chases and Ooh. i didn't realize how much i wanted to see a car chase in a zombie film until i saw that um, and i just, <laughs> Is it a zombie it film it, as
1: well?
0: Yeah. It's um okay. so it's a sequel to it's kind of it's set in the same world as Train to Busan. It's not really a direct sequel. Doesn't share any of right. the same characters. And i won't spoil anything on it. But i just had a really good time with it and it's not great. It's not it's not brilliant. Um But if you judge it on the basis of the zombie genre in general, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a lot of fun. There's some fun to be had there, some good scenes. Um, Just some of the CGI, I just wish they'd toned down a little bit uh, and maybe got some more practical stuff in there. But, you know, budget and all of that stuff. um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was the reason that they decided to go down the CGI route. My chair is still squeaking.
1: I can't hear it.
0: can you? Maybe I'm drawing no. attention to it for no reason, and it's fine. Yeah. i will leave all this in.
1: Back to you. Back to me. Um, a new film uh-huh. that came that that's come out on Prime. So it's a twenty twenty one or twenty twenty film. Uh, it's called the Mauritanian. The Mauritanian.
0: Yeah, I've heard of this. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch and a few. Quite a few, there's there's a few. Jodie Foster's in it.
1: Uh, Shailene, is, Sh- is it Shailene Woodley? The yep. um, oh, what series was she part of? D- oh, Divergent, Divergent the series.
0: Yeah, probably that one.
1: So it's based on a true story about um, one of the guys who got accused for organizing the Twin Tower the terrorist attack at 9 yeah. 11 um, and he was at um, Guatemalo for many years without getting um, getting a court case so it's based on that story and I thought I thought it was quite good I um, I enjoyed it
0: this is one of those 200 films that are on my watch list on Letterboxd. <laughs> I think it is it on good, Prime
1: actually. for you as well, I think? Yeah, I mean, is it's it a
0: fairly a- fairly new one on Prime. So that's a recommend.
1: That is a recommend. Something I wouldn't recommend is Thunder Force.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Did you watch it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: Fuck, 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 fuck.
1: <laughs> Did you have a message up for me? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought I was being so clever. Oh, screw you screwed it up for me. <laughs>
1: uh, it was it Go was on. okay. Okay. It was it was just like for for one of like Melissa McCarthy's films. Like I didn't mind Spy, but compared that to Spy, it yeah. was just meh. It wasn't that great. Okay. I thought I've heard some yeah.
0: terrible things about it. <laughs> um,
1: I just I just added it to my list just now, and I was like, I want to see what the reviews are like. Is it just me? And then I was yeah. like, okay, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's got <laughs> terrible
0: reviews. I'm a bad. I um. Yeah. Well, I'm never fucking watching this film. But I, I, I watched the review about it last night, and Jason Bateman uh, is a crab man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, that's <laughs> weird. Oh. <laughs> And like yeah. Melissa McCarthy's character, like there's I think it's like right at the end. They they're making some dinner together and they're feeding each other raw chicken. Oh, it's weird. Okay. Get that get that picture in your head, <laughs> listeners.
0: And it's like a, oh. a like a teenager's action comedy sort of thing, right? Like a twelve A yeah. sort of film.
1: Kind of. Or is of. it more adult? It's supposed to be more adult.
0: Is it? Okay.
1: um. But they put a crab yeah. man in
0: it. Yeah. Uh, what is Jason Bateman?
1: It's right there. They because... should,
0: he should be Batman. I don't know why. It's right there. Remove the E and Bateman becomes Bent. Batman. Um, fuck, I can't believe you chose uh, to watch <laughs> Thunder Force, mate. I thought I was being so clever as well because I, I was considering what to put on Stitch Up for you this week. And right. I just happened to see a review. It popped up. And it said it was awful, and I thought, great, I'll put a stitch up for you. It's new, it's definitely on Netflix, all relevant, and you fucking watched it already. So I've got two something else. That's all
1: right. There's plenty of other shit films out there.
0: Yes. um, a, A film that many people consider to be shit, but I really love, is called Mortal Kombat, and I watched that this week. Oh, um, it's a great film. Wait, it's, it's proper it, cheesy. It come,
1: how long has that been out for? Was there a new one coming oh, out as about,
0: well? About about twenty six years. That's it, this one came out. It, no, this one came out in nineteen ninety five. Oh
1: and then right. there, There's a
0: new one coming out, and then they made a sequel to that in ninety seven, which was awful. And right. now they they're doing another one. Warner Brothers are releasing another one this month. It's Maybe tomorrow or sometime in April. Mm. It's probably already out by the time this episode uh, airs. But yes, they're doing it again. And I don't think the, the trailer for the new one looked that great. But I'll go and watch it and it could still be a bit of fun. The 1995 version is not a good film. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty horrible in places. And I can totally understand people not enjoying it. Um, no, but I probably saw it at on the right Stitcher? age. What for, you put it on Stitch Up for me, it's great, I love it I love oh, okay. it Disregard putting that on
1: Stitch Up
0: I mean, what <laughs> I mean to say is I can't stand Mortal Kombat, it's such a terrible, terrible <laughs> film My last one was Bill and Ted Face the Music, which I've been
1: uh, desperate yes. to watch for,
0: well, not that desperate because it's been out for ages and I watched it till now but I didn't want to pay like 15 quid to watch it, so it's now like a five it was on Amazon and I I thought, thought I'd treat myself. No, not yet. Not yet. Probably very soon. But I just got impatient really? and I wanted to watch it. And uh, yeah, I thought oh. I'd treat myself and it was good. I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's my least favourite of the three for sure. But it's enjoyable and it made me laugh and it just, it gave me the warm and fuzzies. Uh, sort of revisiting yeah. those characters and... It was kind of just like a safe film to watch that kind of reminded me of my youth a little bit, and was funny and quite warm and quite nice too. So yeah, probably well, you the perfect are... film for me the last couple of weeks.
1: When we did a when we did a was it a time loop quiz? You came up as Bill. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did I? Was it Bill or S- Ted? Esquire? I Esquire. Yeah, that's right. Was a bit all right yeah, it was Ted, Bill or I was Ted. I was I'll be Ted, happy you were You were <laughs> Ted. Yeah.
1: Which one's which
0: one's which? Oh, do you know what we should do? Is we should do some um artwork with me and you as Bill and Ted. It's like cartoon characters. Cartoon <sighs> versions of Ups but in a Bill and Ted costume in front of a phone booth. <laughs> Let's speak to an Let's artist. What do does that work should... though? Do you do you, do you sit on Zoom them. and they paint you for two hours or do they copy a photo? Yeah. No, they copy a the photo. Oh, okay, fair enough.
1: You just give them. Well, I mean, depends if you want to sit on Zoom for that many hours.
0: Not really. No.
1: <laughs> just, just posing, like, like it's the royal family. Yeah. Doing a, doing a pose.
0: The royal family. Oh, you had to mention the royal family, didn't you? Oh. One of them's dead. Let's move on. <laughs> that's all that's in the fucking news.
1: Not here. I don't oh, really? even know. I honestly did not. Well, I heard about it. I heard of about it through work. It might be. I. I. It was house sitting last week, so I didn't really uh, watch the news. Yeah. I Only found out about it like a day or two ago. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because I heard that Harry came back home for the funeral. Yeah. And Megan is still in the states because she's you know currently pregnant.
0: Is she? I was like, she can't okay. fly
1: she can't fly apparently
0: right
1: well was well,
0: yeah it's been everywhere on, over here and and don't get me wrong like anyone dying is is a is a horrible thing um i don't know It's you know i don't get it i don't get the fascination with this one person um why it's i don't know everyone's just so humble about it on news reports they're like and it's horrific to report that's
1: it's more like that with british uh, as well no
0: is it well, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's like. I
1: feel like you Brits are, like, really passionate when it comes to a royal family.
0: It's funny because, in my experience, we're not. Like, I don't think I've ever really, really met anyone that's that that passionate about the royal family. Yeah, maybe maybe some people have got a certain level of respect for them. Yeah. But um, as a general rule, yeah, it's in my circles anyway. And my circles are I small. I mean,
1: didn't you say one time... People. Didn't you say one time that you had like some royal family crockery in your house? Like that's so yeah, British. I su- yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I suppose uh yeah, my nan had um some queen queenie queenie cups and I think that's oh, what they call them, them. <laughs> K- kingy plates. I think maybe it's just a generational thing and it's sort of starting yeah, to die out, maybe. Yeah, um, that's true. it will be interesting to see what happens in the future because as I say like anyone dying is a tragedy and like it's horrible I don't want to make light of it at all it's just like we're all in the same boat do you know what I mean and I just find it a Mm. bit odd that 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 is so reported on uh I don't know and also like I can't imagine going through that grief as a human being and also having a camera pointed in my face at all times I think that must be fucking horrible yeah Uh, how do you even get through stuff when that's happening? That must be like the worst. I'd hate thing, to like
1: be. I would hate to either be royal or yeah. to be like a celebrity to the point that you're papped constantly. Because there are celebrities yeah. that you know don't get as much as much attention. But yeah, yeah, oh it's God. odd,
0: isn't it? Yeah, it's it's an odd thing that fame that fame thing, and um, yeah. the royals is just this whole new level of just. It just feels weird and. Out of place for me in a just quote unquote modern modern world that we supposedly live in. But uh, why are we talking about the monarchy? How did that happen? I don't know how that happened. (laughs)
1: Uh, I somehow I somehow brought it up. I can't remember. Who well, this is knows? this this pod this episode is not about the royal family. It's about prison. It is. Prison it can be further
0: removed from from the royal family, <laughs> could it? Really? Because none of the royal family would be going to prison, despite their actions. Mm. Let's move on from the from that shall we? <laughs> um, have you got any other films or stuff that
1: you've no. um, watched it, lately? I'm gonna move on. I'm yeah,
0: let's do it. Let's move on to phase two, which phase is where we discuss. Dos. Numero dos. Mm-hmm. Or deux. En france, De. et, deux. Oh, et um, deux. Prison movies, Lady Vengeance, Escape from Alcatraz, my choice of theme, which means that I am doing the topic intro. And this week, I've got a little quiz in the form of some questions, what I'm going to ask you. There are 29 questions, okay? So just, like... Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I will not. The quiz. So, 29 questions, and at the end of the quiz, we're going to find out what kind of criminal you are, Nicole. So, potentially quite a revealing quiz. This is so funny. I'm I'm ready to go. I did this quiz yesterday, because I was struggling to know what to do, I'll be honest with you. And I just Googled it and I found this quiz and it was pretty good. I burned through it pretty quickly. So I'll try and do the same with you. And I'll tell you what my result was at the end as well. Right? Are you ready? Prisoner 142.
1: 142. Prisoner is ready to go.
0: Prisoner 142. We're about to embark on the quiz. Question number one. If you embarked on a life of crime, what's the first thing you'd want to steal? A car, a painting, a million dollars or a sandwich?
1: Just for shits and gigs, I'm almost tempted to say sandwich. Um, No.
0: We've got 29 of these
1: questions. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a million dollars, I'm going to
0: say. I'm taking your first answer. Whatever you say first is getting clicked.
1: Oh, a sandwich.
0: (laughs) Question number two. When you were little, mm-hmm. what did you get in trouble for the most? Throwing tem ten- t- throwing temperature tantrums. throwing temper tantrums, lying, taking things that weren't yours, refusing to share with others, or I almost never got in trouble. I was pretty well behaved.
1: Uh, probably taking something that wasn't mine.
0: Stealing! Thief! Caught you! Yeah. Thief. <laughs> right, I'll take it out, sir. Question number three: well, Where, what would your hideout? Be? I've drunk too much coffee this morning. What would your hideout be? My an abandoned house. warehouse, a storefront that I run with my family. I don't need a hideout; the cops will never catch me, or my own private island. The cops will never find me. Very confident. Come on, question number four. Let's load up, please. <laughs> do 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 do. do, do. <laughs> oh, here we go. Right. If you were a criminal, would you work alone or be part of a team? I would work alone, a team. I don't do teams.
1: It it would depend on what the crime was. I'm going to say alone.
0: I would work alone. In a life of crime, there's no one that you can trust but yourself. Yeah, that's what I would say too. Um, Nick, how would you escape prison? Escape? (laughs) I don't need to escape. I was never caught. Um. I would come up with an elaborate plan that required a toothpick, guards uniform and a raisin. <laughs> the, mem- a raisin. the members of my team would break me out. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, was was that the question?
0: Yeah, that was it, mate.
1: I reckon the raisin
0: because yeah, I uh,
1: think it will a amazing, it? bring in the little mouse that will – the mice will come in and, you know, do all the hard yards to get me out yeah. of the prison.
0: If you were a criminal, what would you call yourself? <laughs> the mysterious X, the shadow, the jester, or you just use your normal name? Uh,
1: what was the second one?
0: The I shadow think that was the
1: one. The shadow. The shadow. Why
0: it's, not? Yeah, it's the coolest sounding, isn't it? It's the most like Alec Baldwin. Come on, I'm starting to regret this quiz. Twenty nine of these, still got twenty two <laughs> to go. right what would be your ultimate goal as a criminal to rule the world to make money for me and all my friends and family or to have fun
1: to make money for me and my family
0: um you believe that crime doesn't pay is a means to an end or is subjective the first one crime doesn't pay unless it does Come on, question number nine, where are you? We're waiting for you, question number nine. How much can we fill of this audio so I don't have to edit it out? Question number nine, (laughs) what's your favourite kind of weather? Grey, cloudy and light rain, sunshine and cloudless sky, thunderstorms or snow?
1: Sunny. Sunshine. On
0: on a cloudy day, there is sunshine. Question number ten. Oh, we almost made that one. Finish Let's this sentence. Do it all it's called "Fun and Games" until somebody gets hurt, calls your mama, screws up everything, or rats you out to the cops.
1: Calls your mama.
0: Have you ever been in a physical fight, Nicole? Yes or no?
1: I've got in between a fight and stopped it from happening. What, does that count?
0: I don't know. I don't know what the parameter Have is Being in a fight, if you're in a fight or not. Let's just say no. Should I just pop to Lou and then I'll come back in a minute? Let's say (laughs) no. Let's say no. Have you ever met anyone in person that you initially met online? Well, we all know the answer to this question.
1: Yes. Who hasn't? (laughs) Let's not go back to that
0: story. Question number 15 coming right up. Yeah, notice how we're just moving on from that question. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Every villain needs a mascot. Choose which pet you'd most like to have: a snake, a pit bull, echidna. a rottweiler, a rat, a doberman, or a fluffy bunny. A what?
1: A fluffy an echidna. There's not that option. A what? <laughs> it's an Aussie animal. Let's let's go rabbit. It's mm. uh, it's nothing like a okay. an echidna, but that's fine.
0: I'll take your word for it. A fluffy bunny. Question number 17. You're hiding from the cops. What's the safest place for you to hide? My mum's house, an abandoned lot, my underground lair, or my best friend's house?
1: An underground lair.
0: When you're driving, do you get nervous when you see a policeman? No, not at all, or always.
1: Yeah, that's true. No. I do, I do get... Um, do I get nervous? I don't know. I kind of... When you see a police car... You do feel a little bit sus.
0: <laughs> Only people that have got something to feel guilty about fill that, mate. <laughs> Question number 19. <laughs> Ten more to go. We're getting there. Have you ever gotten a traffic ticket? Never. One or two. Three to six. Or more than six.
1: I'll say between the three mark.
0: Three to six.
1: Okay. Yeah. Right. That's quite a respectable number.
0: Hard question number <laughs> 20 i've
1: never lost my license
0: moving on choose moving your favorite on. recording artist eminem jz or kanye west kanye which of the following actors would you want to play you in a movie about your life kevin spacey or julia roberts russell crowe oh. or reese witherspoon Leonardo DiCaprio or Claire Danes or Selena Gomez or Justin Long and I guess that you know they've got those in depending on whether you're a male or a female Julia Roberts Julia Roberts right question number 22 you and your boyfriend Mm. or girlfriend just broke up what's the most likely reason I was always too busy to hang out my insane jealousy issues I'm too negative I keep getting arrested I lie a lot he or she just doesn't get me I forgot how personal these questions got I must admit (laughs)
1: I keep getting arrested for stealing too many glasses at the pub. Yes, for robbing the glasses. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> question number twenty-three. Do you tend to have more long-lasting relationships or short fleeting ones? Long and lasting or short and sweet baby?
1: Long lasting.
0: Right, question number twenty-four. Do you get along with your parents and family members? Yes, no, sometimes yes, sometimes no.
1: Yes. Yeah
0: you got to say yes, really, ain't you?
1: I mean, mum doesn't listen to the podcast. It's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, none of my family do either. We get a way of saying whatever we want. <laughs> Question 25. If you get upset with friends, will you tell them or do you avoid confrontation? I tell them I avoid confrontation and pretend I'm fine. I ghost them and act like they never existed.
1: I'll go over the first one.
0: You'll tell them that you've got beef. Question number 26. Do you have a short explosive temper or is your anger more of the slow burning kind? Short and explosive, slow to burn or slow somewhere burning. in the middle? Slow to burn.
1: It's a slow burn.
0: Burn, baby, burn.
1: Disco no.
0: Burn right. burn, disco burning. Disco. We should do a disco episode. Double disco. Double disco movies. There we go. We've got a name for it. Double disco. Mystery men. Right, question number 27, going off topic <laughs> How much time do you spend on a computer every day? A few hours, more than a few hours I never get off uh, unless it's to sleep
1: uh, The second one I mean, my work is based on a computer
0: That's all you do, isn't it? Right, <laughs> two more to go We're nearly there Ooh. Question 28 Does something illegal give you a rush, yes or no?
1: Yes It's
0: a rush yeah. <laughs> Can you feel that rush when you steal that glass? I'm going to get arrested one day and they're going to be like. (laughs) Exhibit 102, Twin Peaks podcast episode 72. Nicole admitted to stealing several glasses. How do you plead? Not guilty. Sustained. Last question. In just one word, How would your closest friends describe you given the following options? Smart, daring, secretive, loyal, sensitive, or evil, like the devil, evil.
1: Daring. Daring.
0: Derek? Oh, daring. Daring. (laughs) Daring.
1: Derek? Your friends would describe you as Derek.
0: (laughs) Right, daring. (laughs) That is
1: my middle name. Is it? (laughs)
0: Right, it's the results are happening. Um, I've got a little spinny wheel happening and the results are in.
1: Ooh, what type of criminal am I?
0: You are the mastermind. Oh, fuck. So you call all of the shots. You come up with all of the plans and you're always one step ahead of the police. Your brains are your greatest strength. You think circles around everyone else. <laughs> All the other criminals would be lost or in jail. So you're the mastermind, mate, and everyone relies on you because you are the one go going to, to sort of shit out. You're a mastermind. You're 44% a Thank mastermind. You um, and you're 8% just misunderstood, apparently. You're 14% <laughs> a computer hacker. <laughs> Like Fisher Stevens from Hackers. Uh, um, what was I? I was a super villain. I was very happy with my result, i got to be honest. I was very happy, yeah. That was quite a fun little quiz um, when I was doing it. That was fun. We'll see how it comes out when I edit it down because there were a lot of questions <laughs> there. So I might not keep all of those in. I might end up whipping a few of those out. i are yeah. going for about 15, 20 minutes there. And I think our intros <laughs> are starting to get longer than our actual film reviews. So <laughs> it's not great, is it? Fill in um, time, as as movie Jane would say. Filler, yeah. Case of our filler. Up. All
1: right.
0: Shall we move on to our films?
1: Yes. What are we going to talk about
0: first, Dan? Um, I'd like to start with Lady Vengeance first. Um, it was the first one I watched. I know this as sympathy for Lady Vengeance. I think it was just released as Lady Vengeance. I think there's a couple of names for it out there. Uh, mm. It came out in 2005, it was directed by Park Chan-wook, and Park Chan-wook had also directed Old Boy, which came out in 2003, and Mr Vengeance, which came out in 2002. But I chose this um, one because it was, I went a Let box, and it, it was sort of in a prison list, in a prison movies list. Yes. Um, uh, but right out of the gate, I suppose I'll say, it's not really a prison movie, is it?
1: No. Um, it's
0: it, they're, they're briefly in a prison. Yeah, and I mean, there's kind of prison, prison scenes yeah. throughout yeah. the film, but it's not it's not primarily based in a prison. And if I'd have known that, I probably wouldn't have picked it because I was trying to actively pick prison movies. The budget was 4.5 million, and the box office was 23.8 million. There are two versions of this film. Yes. There are there's the one where well, apparently it when it to gets to the happy birthday scene. It goes to black and white, yeah. Uh, and no, no it dips. It dips black to and black
1: and white when uh, they get to the school and things start happening there. Have you? Oh. So you watched the full color version?
0: I watched the full color version. Yeah, or at least I think <laughs> it was full color. Color because I watched a thing on YouTube afterwards that mentioned that there are two versions of it. Yeah, and. But to be honest with you, I don't specifically remember it being in colour, so there's a chance that it could have switched to black and white and I just didn't <laughs> notice it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was during a happy birthday scene. But it, which? So which one did you watch then?
1: I watched the one that dipped to black and white.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. So at least we watched a version each of it. Um, right, so let's do the tagline. In. All she wanted was a peaceful life they didn't give it. Synopsis, after a 13-year imprisonment for the kidnap and murder of a six-year-old boy, beautiful Lee Guamja and I'm definitely screwing up that name, so apologies. Guam-ja. Uh, starts seeking revenge on the man that was really responsible for the boy's death. With the help of fellow inmates and reunited with her daughter, she gets closer and closer to her goal. But will her actions lead to the relief she seeks? Spoilers, not really. Did I like this film? Yeah, I thought it's I straight up straight away. I, I'm going to say I thought it was pretty good. Um, it kept me fairly engaged the, the whole way through, but I wasn't super engaged. Um, right. There was some really beautiful stuff in it. With, I mean, there was some really fucking like weird stuff as well. And yeah, <laughs> I don't usually like I try and ask you or we like try and describe a favourite scene. I could probably give you the top three most harrowing scenes in this film because there's some pretty Go on. Gr- some pretty grim stuff in this that's quite hard to, yeah. to stomach and watch, I think. I'll start with a, a, a weird one. Um, half dog, half human he- uh, head yeah, man. This is, dream? The
1: dream, this is the dream scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll rewound that.
1: It's very that weird. Mean?
0: It was an odd scene, um, but interesting. Don't get me wrong; it was visually very interesting and just a bit odd and like body horror ish, very Cronenbergian, if that's the term. Obviously, there's the really hard stuff with the the child murder films. Yes,
1: there was a really good cut scene actually. Yeah. In that shot, so so they're showing footage. Uh, I think she purposely cuts out. She purposely cuts out the actual killing bed. It's more of the tormenting of the children. Yeah, there's this one scene of a of a little girl on a chair, and it's about to yeah. collapse. And as that happens, her grandmother falls on the ground. So that was a really nice cut scene yeah. to that.
0: Yeah, that was but beautifully yeah. done. Actually, like now you mention yeah. it, um, and I to be honest, I, 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 you know, wouldn't use the term enjoyed, but I re- that's all of that stuff with the parents in the room uh, as well, when they've got the person responsible for the, the child kidnapping ring, they've got him in the room and towards the end. Uh, and Grim Joe has kind of presented this person to all of the parents of the kids that have been murdered, ki- kidnapped and, and murdered. And it's just a very interesting, they have a bit of a discussion around it and it's not, you know, we've got this guy, he's, he's killed and our kids, he's killed he's our kids killed. and what do we do with them? Yeah. What do we do with him? Can, can, do we kill him? Is it right to kill him? Are we within our rights to kill him? Um, is it our responsibility to kill him? Is he going to do this to other people?
1: Yeah.
0: And um, yeah, it was just it was an interesting moral discussion. But yeah, spoilers—they murder him. They all go and take one at a time, go and stab him, didn't they? A little bit. They go and stab him a little bit, and he ends up being. But, a dead yeah, person. they
1: and the the, the grandmother k- the, is the last person to kill him. And puts a pair of scissors into his spine. Oh,
0: brutal! It was kind of really beautifully shot in places as well, and I really enjoyed some of the some of the flair. There was some like moving pictures within like photo frames and that sort of thing, which I thought was really cool. There was a scene that transitioned from just like a regular scene, and then it transitioned to a locker, and that scene ended up being on the locker and she like opened the locker door and it's very hard to explain and i'm sure there's a technical term for it which i totally don't know i can't
1: remember this thing
0: but yeah there were some really nice kind of moving moving photographs if that's the right term sort of images in this and that was really cool and it just looks really nice as well some of the transitions like if she'd have a bit of a nap on the floor transition into her dreaming and kind of living out a bit of a fantasy and um
1: well the tofu as well yeah so when she gets out of jail this Mm. priest comes you know to welcome her back in the community with a choir that are in um santa claus outfits yeah um (laughs) and um apparently the the tofu symbolises, like, purity that you will never sin again and, you know, yeah. all your sins are gone. And she just tips the tofu on the ground. Yeah. And then as that happens, um, a musical instrument hits the ground. I forgot what it's called. But that was a really n- nice cut scene as well. Yeah. There were two that really stood out for me.
0: And it's interesting because the, the it kind of ends on the tofu moment as well, doesn't it? Because it's kind of... <laughs> This films I'd never thought I'd say this phrase before, but this film is bookended by the appearance of a tofu on a plate. And in the first one, as you say, she rejects it because it's meant to resent this sin-free life and she just tips the plate on the floor. Fuck off. Yeah. Your tofu, your sin-free life. I've got some revenge to implement. And at the end of it, she, I guess she's kind of seeking redemption, firstly, um, by going after this guy and presenting him to the parents. But it doesn't give her the peace that she's seeking, as we kind of find out through her I guess it was a fantasy where she imagines the little boy that died and he's a grown up now. She can't yeah. find her peace. So it ends with her consuming this tofu, I guess, and I assume agreeing to a synthesis. A it's a cake, life. isn't it? Is it a cake? I thought it's it was a, a tofu.
1: No, I think it's <laughs> no.
0: it's a tofu. It's gotta to be a
1: tofu. It's a, it's a cake. What the final you can't, cake, you, cake? Can't, you can't think. Oh, I was going to say, you can't think
0: <laughs> of a, a the tofu. Jason Biggs would disagree with you. <laughs> um,
1: it's, it's a tofu like cake, but it's a cake. And she sticks oh, her right. face in the cake. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I'm pretty I sure was... it's
0: meant to be a tofu. It might have actually been a cake. Like the, the, like the set deck or whatever, or art department or whatever, may well have made it a cake, but I'm pretty sure it's meant to be a tofu. If it ain't, they missed a fucking trick there, didn't they? I'm sure Park Chan worked intended it to be a tofu, mate.
1: Whatever.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a uh, it, so it wasn't really a prison movie. But the, the kind of, I guess what I would say is the prison stuff is is kind of very relevant to in, in terms of they kind of use the prison flashbacks to explore her character and explain what she was doing throughout the years. And she was kind of making plans for her revenge all along. And everyone's kind of they, everyone comes back into that her life in the present day, and you, it goes back and explains their interaction in the prison. And it, it, it's, it's quite good flashbacks because it sort of serves to explain who she is and what her plan is. I, so I will say, like, for the first, I would say, 20 minutes, half an hour, I didn't know what was going on. I was so over the, all over the place and confused. And I didn't know whether we were in present day or whether we were in prison. or And it was just difficult to, to keep up with. But by the end, it did all tie together for me. And I think I did pretty much get everything. Um, So it was good that it was kind of – it did kind of tie together because if it had ended and I still didn't have a clue what was going on, it would have been a bit of a misfire for me. But it was kind of – it was quite nicely done and it it bubbled along as well. It didn't drag at all. I was very – I was kind of interested to see how it ended. But it's not something I would kind of go back and revisit, probably because it's like how disturbing it is in places. It's just not the sort of thing I want to consume very often. Um,
1: Would you call it quite art house – it's quite art house in a way. It's
0: just a bit grim. Yeah, I suppose it's yeah. quite art house, but it's just a bit grim. You know, I haven't seen the other two films in that trilogy, and Old Boy is something I've been meaning to watch for the longest time. But I know how that ends, so I'm kinda like, Yeah, I'm not really mm-hmm. in that much of a hurry to watch it. But uh Yeah. For me this one is it it was pretty good. It was it was pretty good. We've done worse. We've done better.
1: We've done um, worse, yeah.
0: We've done we've done much worse. We have done much worse Grandy <laughs> Magazine. Um have you got have you got anything else that you want to say on Lady Vengeance? Uh
1: no, I think we've got pretty much the gist of the film.
0: Okay. I'm at a seven point five. Um so that's a pretty good score. It's pretty good. It's you know it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's like mid we're midway between five and ten. I don't need to explain how scoring works. That's why you get a score. <laughs> what did you score this, Nicole?
1: Oh I'm going to give this an 8.4. 8.4?
0: Well, Okay, we're going to decimals into that much detail, are we? We're not going to round it up to yeah. 8.5. No, can't be. 8.4. 8. So you're, you're almost a point more than me. So it sounds like yeah. you enjoyed it a little bit more than me. Um, so good pick. Good pick, yeah. Something different. It was... It, do you know what? It was actually quite nice to do something a bit different. Um, and it, I am definitely going to watch Old Boy at some point within the next 15 years. Um, shall we move on then to Escape from Alcatraz, which was a prison movie? It was actually a prison movie. And yeah. it's 19. This film came out in 1979. And I will say that it felt older than 1979 to me, but. 1979 doesn't feel that long ago in my head, but really it was fucking ages ago. It was directed by Don Siegel, who also directed Dirty Harry, Evasion of the Body Snatchers, 1956 and Play Misty for me. The budget was $8 million and it grossed $43 million according to the Googles. And it's another Clint Eastwood film. We did uh, Clint Eastwood directed film a couple of weeks ago with American Sniper, and this time Clint Eastwood is in it. He was in this one as a uh, a prisoner. Yeah. Right, Escape from Alcatraz. Let's do the tagline then. No one has ever escaped from Alcatraz, and no one ever will. Synopsis. San Francisco Bay. January 18th, 1960. 1960. (laughs)
1: 1960.
0: Too much coffee! (laughs) Frank Lee Morris is transferred to Alcatraz, a maximum security prison located on a rocky island. Although no one has ever managed to escape from there, Frank and other inmates begin to carefully prepare an escape plan. It's a prison movie. It's a proper prison prison. prison movie. Mm. (laughs) I was very bored by this film. Well, I was going to try and start with a positive. I was going to try and start with a positive. But also, I couldn't shake the feeling that I just wanted to get out of my system that I was quite bored by this as well. Um, it was very slow.
1: It was very slow.
0: Yeah, right? And that's why God. I said that it felt older than it was.
1: Hmm. It
0: felt like a... It just felt a lot older. It was very slow. The first act just went on forever ever. for me. The first 40 minutes, I was just like, come on. There was there was barely any score. We were just yeah, kind of into the prison as well, yeah. and you don't really get any backstory on who these people are. Mm. And it's just all a bit of sort of situational stuff in the first act, which I up until the forty minutes I thought this is going to be a real drag. After that, it picked up for me. Not a great deal, mm. but it definitely got more interesting. But yeah, once mate, they started, it's slow,
1: you know. Once once they started, you know, fi- figuring out how to escape, then yeah. it started to slightly pick up.
0: Well, it but was, before it, that, mm. it was mate. It was a drag, wasn't it? Oh. I, I I well, I'm glad that you you say that as well because I thought maybe it was just me. And I think like the general no. reception is quite good on this. I think yeah. there was some there was some weird stuff in this. Um, but there was the the scene that I liked the most was so they're doing this um working in this wood shop some carpentry work and just mm. prior to that scene we'd seen the prison guards doing target practice in full view of the prisoners and I, that was a really nice way of kind of building up some tension and some drama because there was one thing I would say about this film as well is it didn't really present the prison as that much of a bad place in my opinion like from what I've heard Alcatraz was a pretty horrific prison and it didn't the film just didn't do a good job of showing how fucking horrific it was that to that me. And yeah. It didn't really give, for me as a viewer, explain why they were so motivated to get out. But that one scene did build some tension for me and it led on to the scene in the workshop. So I was kind of quite tightly wound by that point. So when the prisoner who'd just been revoked his painting privileges
1: yeah. kind of in
0: protest raised the axe and chopped off a couple of his fingers. Um, and I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that was true. Uh, that was the most powerful and most interesting scene for me. And then after that, it kind of, it kind of um, ramped up a little tough. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as I said, I don't know if that scene was was real or not.
1: Well, he didn't actually cut his fingers off on the actual film.
0: Well, no. I would hope not. <laughs> I would hope not. Oh. I hope health and safety was a little bit <laughs> reliable back then. It was the seventies, I know, but. As a minimum, I would hope that his fingers aren't being chopped off. I
1: I, I did like the prosthetic or oh, I don't know if they use prosthetics or what they use. Mm. You could tell how fake it was so. when when they came yeah. off. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I would say once or twice I noticed where some of the transitions felt a bit too quick for me. There were some like fading mm. to other scenes where someone was talking, yeah. but then it would cut the seam and start cutting, and it, I don't know. It felt all a bit sort of too quick for me, and I wondered if I just did, didn't get enough coverage on a day
1: i think that's also why it looks quite it looks like an older film than what it actually is yeah things like that as well as the racial stuff in it which yeah very uncomfortable
0: i agree there was one particular thing in it where i just i'm glad you brought it up because i don't i I probably wouldn't have brought it up but and i'm not going to repeat what the line was but it was very weird and i think you you know what i'm talking about it was odd i didn't get really why that like between um
1: morris and english was just yeah
0: it was a bit odd it was a bit weird yeah um it was definitely a product of its time i've seen worse don't get me wrong yeah Um, but it's still not a great thing to to watch this day and age and coupled with that with it just not being that interesting um I think the true story is more interesting than this film. Mm -hmm. I did watch documentary about the true story of it Mm -hmm. afterwards. Right. And the the documentary wasn't very good either. But the actual... (laughs) So I was pretty fucked, really, this week. But the story of it is fascinating. And while I was watching the Clint Eastwood one, when they were painting up... Like, the, the escape stuff was quite fun, you know, the welding in their cell and they're making paper mache versions of their own oh, yeah. and getting hair from the, the barber shop and all of that stuff. stuff while i was watching it i was thinking this is crazy there's no way this is real like this is made up for the film but then when i watched the documentary they're like yeah that was all real i thought fucking hell like, i couldn't believe it so I guess one of my criticisms while I was watching it was is a little bit far-fetched, but I'd have to remove that that criticism because it, it, was, it wasn't far-fetched. It was just fetched. It mm. all happened. Um, or that particular thing did anyway. But yeah, I think the, the true story and what happened afterwards, um, you know, did they escape? Didn't they escape? Because they don't explore that in the film. It just kind of ends with them getting out after having the, climbed all over the gaff. Yeah.
1: Would you have wanted more to see? Well, I guess like... In the in you know in de- the real day and age, yeah. we assume that they've drowned, but there's no bodies to mm. have. There was no bodies to recover that have yeah. been recovered.
0: No, and still to this day, they have never been. The bodies have never been recovered, and the men have never been have never popped up anywhere either. But the um, on the documentary I watched, which was narrated by Danny Treu, which was a very random choice. Um, mm. It was what they said was someone on their deathbed had confessed to being on the boat that picked up the prisoners just outside of Alcatraz. And what they did Interesting. Is, is the prisoners had raised fifty or $60,000 between their families to help with the escape. But what these people wanted that were picking them up is they wanted to steal that money. So they murdered the prisoners, of which there were three by that point, apparently. So the story goes. And they buried them. And this guy on his deathbed explained all of the story, said, you know, I feel really bad about it. I don't want to die without having confessed to this crime. We nicked the money. We killed these people. This is what he says. And the bodies are are buried roughly in this area. And they they narrowed it down to an area the size of a football field. Um, But because many years have passed, the landscape has changed, ground movement, Budget cuts, resources—they've just never excavated that area because just, mm. I just—I guess there's not really much reason to now. Point. They're either alive or they're or they're not. Um, if they're alive, they're very old. But it did strike yeah. me as like the documentary kind of ended and went, "Oh, we still don't really know what happened." But it, mm. if someone's on their deathbed saying it, I, I tend to believe it. Or I mean, what? I don't get why really your last.
1: I mean,
0: some people your take last thing to gathering. say. <laughs> I suppose so. The last thing you ever do would be a, just to try and screw with people. I guess yeah. some people might be that way inclined, but it, it feels a bit—I don't know. I—I'd I'd be inclined to believe that, to be honest. Um, in the absence of any other evidence, anyway, certainly. I like but that yeah, story.
1: Better.
0: I do too. They should do. Yeah. They should explore that story. I think in a in a sequel to Escape from Alcatraz it was all right it was it was all right there were, I didn't hate this film there definitely have been worse ones that I've seen by the end of it I enjoyed all the escape stuff but that opening 40 minutes let it down for me uh, 6.5 I'm
1: giving this a 5.5 5. Uh, just oh, I'll never watch this film ever again
0: no I won't either
1: I'm done with this film
0: you're done with Escape from Alcatraz um, yeah as am I my friend so shall we move on to the next part then where you've got to announce what theme you're choosing for the next one as i chose prisoners prisoner theme you've got to choose the next one mate so what are you going to go for 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 episode 73 picks and episode 74 featured films what's the theme gonna be
1: the theme is gonna be spanish cinema
0: spanish cinema espanol interesting so we'll talk about that more in the next episode. The final section is Stitch Up. It's phase three. Uh, yes. Um, as I explained earlier, I lost the poll by a landslide and I had to watch Legally Blondes, which stars Rebecca and Camilla Rosso as actual twin blonde young girls. Oh women. get
1: out of town.
0: Yeah, you've seen the poster. Um I watched this last night, as I explained earlier I sent you a picture on WhatsApp Just to prove that I actually did it So the setup of Legally Blondes Is, it is a It's a side, it's a spin off to the Legally Blonde 1 and 2, it's set in the same Universe as Legally Blonde 1 and 2 The main characters are cousins Of Elle Woods, the main Character from Legally Blonde 1 and 2 oh.
1: And these ones are
0: called Rebecca Or, no they're not, that's their real names Well their real names, I've, have I written this down? <laughs> Have I forgotten to write down their actual names?
1: Dan, did you really watch this film?
0: Did you just d- take a photo of the of the the top the,
1: I've, the, just remembered.
0: the I've I've just remembered they're called Annie and Lizzie, and if they ain't then I don't care. Um they're called <laughs> Annie and Lizzie, right? So these twins, they moved to LA, they're British, and the, the opening scenes are they're set is set in this fictional place called Kentfield in I suppose London, and you've got traditional um, London buses and they're very British there's like their accent accent is so stereotypically British that I thought that they were American putting on a British accent but they are actually British um, it's pretty striking I, I, I don't know why and I felt that, that there was a lot of over the top acting in this from almost everybody um, only maybe one or two of the cast t- tone it down a little bit, but everybody else was so over the top. So I can only imagine that it was a direction and part of kind of their vision and what they wanted to achieve. It is a kids' film, so you know you've got to kind of accept that and expect it. But I did watch Legally Blonde back in the day. I, I never saw the sequel, and I don't. From what I remember, I, I don't think it was for me. But I thought it was alright for, for what it was. From what I remember. Yeah. Um, this is not no, this is (laughs) horrifically bad. This is awful. I don't don't know, I've got no other words for it, really, other than awful, horrific, a huge waste of time. Um, I mean, 31 minutes. I I told you what happened, they moved to LA. That's it. There is more stuff. No, there's okay, so. They're, they're going to this school called Pacific Preparatory School or something. And I'm really? led to believe it's the same school from the first movie. So they, the, the principal has got this beef with Elwoods. And as far as the principal is concerned, these two young blonde women are also carbon copies of Elwoods. And I don't know. It feels like they're probably recycling some old themes from the first movie about judging people on their appearances, et cetera. But it doesn't do any of that successfully. It feels like they're trying, but they're not really succeeding. However, the twins, they go to the school and to try and fit in with everybody else and all of the popular kids, they pretend that they're there because their parents, or sorry, they pretend that they're there because their dad, their mum's dead already. She died in an earlier part of their lives. They, uh, they are pretending that they got there because their, their parents paid for them to go there because it's embarrassing to admit that you've got a scholarship and your parents have got no money. So they're pretending to be rich to the rich kids. Their dad slips up, though. He lets the cat right out the bag, and he tells the popular kids that they are on a scholarship. So the cat's out the bag. The popular kids shun the twins. So what do the twins do? They become friends with the nerds. They go up to the nerds. They're like, we're really sorry that we've been huge twats. Um, Can we be your mates now? And they're like, yeah, all right then. So they put a few colourful patches on their school uniforms. Somebody steals a thing. And then there's a mock trial because somebody frames the twins for stealing a thing. And there's a mock trial where they're discussing the crime because it's a law thing. The teachers and the parents are at this investigation stroke mock trial thing and the kids are defending themselves and they're, it's ridiculous. It's very strange. And it's weird that like, one of the kids in this is the CEO. The kid is, I don't really know how that works, but the kid is a CEO of a tech company called Uber. And this came out in 2009. I think it might have been before Uber. I don't know. Maybe Uber were around at that time. Yes, it certainly would, would have been early Uber days. Um, I Um From this point forward, I'm going to assume that uber stole the name for from legally blondes and i'm never looking it up Uh, there's the the most annoying thing in this is i i I don't despite this section being called stitch up and us the whole point of it is us kind of laying into a film that's not very good i still try to find some positives in this but i really really can't the one thing i the one thing i wrote down as a positive was it was colorful it was a lot of (laughs) pink and yellows in it What's what does pink stand for? I don't if know. If you wear pink, oh, pink shirt? if you wear pink, you are thirty five percent more likely to start a franchise. Yeah, um,
1: that's why you attracted to this film. It
0: probably, some consciously. Yeah, I'm always attracted to pink. <laughs> now. Yeah, I mean, I've mentioned the cast doing it over the top. There are some. there is some. Ah, look, this is a little bit of British insight that I can offer as a British person in it. They uh, when they're in the American school, they um. They say, oh, one of the characters says, oh, I faff around on a computer a bit. And the American kid goes, what do you mean by faff around? And they go, oh, you know, we faff around, we dabble a bit. That is not what faff means. Faff does not mean to dabble. <laughs> to dabble is something else entirely. To faff is to faff. There is that. To dabble and faff are two entirely different things.
1: Explain. So that annoyed
0: me a bit. Uh. So, so to dabble. So to dabble. We know we're dabbling in a podcast. We record a podcast from time to times. We're dabbling in okay. the, the podcast world. <laughs> um, sometimes we we record too much and we faff around a bit with our discussion and we have to cut right. it down and edit, edit it down because we faff around a little bit, especially when we're trying to get set up. Completely get different. I just I think things like that are kind of a bare minimum. I think there are a few kind of British colloquialisms that they were trying to squeeze in there which they just didn't get at all. And the most annoying thing in this was the flip and wave. Um, this is an audio medium, so I ain't gonna get away with doing the, the flip and the wave that they I- do. <laughs> I'm doing it now because you can see me, but they do a little they they flick their hair and they wave and they call it <laughs> a flip and the wave. And there's one scene where they, they do it four or five times in a row to a shopkeeper because it's like their thing that they try to do to everybody to get their own yeah. way, to get discounts on clothes and so on and so forth. This one shopkeeper's like, nah, fuck off. I'm not giving you a discount. And I was just like, thank God. But they did that so much and it was pretty bad. Um, this film was fucking terrible. It was eighty like 84, 87 minutes long, something like that. It wasn't long, but it felt really, <laughs> really long. There is virtually nothing to enjoy in this, and I really wish that there was. Whether it be in a terrible way or whether they sort of tried, they did. There was one instance of them trying actually, which I just thought about. Where there was one instance where a character he hates the sound of clicking pens and just noisy things in general, so they kind of try and work that into the plot and as part of his character motivation. So they did. did they tried in places, but it was horrific and a huge victory for you because. Um, it was quite a stitch up it was quite impressive as a stitch up uh it's a 0.5 it's a 0.5 not from
1: five fucking awful
0: (laughs) absolutely nothing to enjoy and you've got to remember as well that like i'm totally not the target audience for this so i'm i'm reviewing it as me but uh, i really tried to to find something i liked in it and like i was scraping a barrel really with by saying that it was colorful <sighs> but i did it anyway it's done now it's done and i can move on
1: it's from, sit up from potentially
0: another episode potentially switch. let's hope so mm. um on that subject let's find out who lost the next poll i put this one on i put this one on our pod instagram, instagram page. page which yeah. i think we'll probably do from from now on as we discussed earlier I chose for you Double Dragon and you chose for me a film called The Pink Panther, which has got Steve Martin in it. There were seven votes in total and we both saw who voted.
1: Yeah. I can I can see who voted for me.
0: So you know, but for everybody sitting at home who's listening, five votes went to you to watch Double Dragon. And, uh, yeah.
1: I'm kind of okay with I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what this film is about.
0: Funnily enough, I'm kind of curious too. And History and Film emailed us this morning and they firstly admitted to having voted for you. Uh, So so thanks, History and Film. But also they said, uh, yeah, Logan said it's one of his guilty pleasures. So there's some glorious overacting by one Robert Patrick. So I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. And you are having the pleasure of experience that, experiencing that for episode seventy-four. So, double dragon for you, my friend. Double, double dragon. <laughs> double, not dragon. double rainbow. Double dragon. Not double rainbow. You know that YouTube thing. I'm not aware of double rainbow.
1: I'll send you I'm the link.
0: Double impact, double deckers. They're good, right? Um, yeah. next poll then. I've got a bit of a conundrum mean, not really a conundrum, I've just got a bit of a problem because you've already spoken about Thunder Force and i would already written down Thunder Force in pen, so I can't rub it out now, it's in history forever and always um, oh,
1: I could potentially give you Thunder Force though,
0: couldn't I? Well <laughs> I could give you Thunder Force again so you'd have to watch it again well, I
1: already I really know what it's about
0: Fuck it, so we both choose Thunder Force for each other <laughs>
1: We're not doing that again. All right.
0: Um, do you uh, know what you've got for me?
1: A, I think I'm just going to choose. Oh, here we go. No, this is, okay, this is Birdemic. No, this is not what I want to choose for you. Uh, have you found something for me? Or are you choosing?
0: No. no. No, because my option was gone. It's gone now. Come on. There's, you've got to have other options. I have, but I'm looking in my list. I haven't updated it for a while and I've given you most of these already. <laughs> um, oh, this one used to be on Amazon It's not in on Amazon anymore, that's a shame This one, is this one on Amazon? Nope You've done Mac and Me already You've done Gooby, you've done Troll 2
1: Troll 2 was so much fun <gasps> I found it, I found I found one I'm choosing for you Have you? Reels Review with Jen I've been looking yeah. at her page Because sometimes she's got some really quirky films Yes. That she reviewed this. Um, Go I'm going to choose Hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. Yeah, 1988 film. To be fair, I think you might even enjoy it.
0: Mm, it does kind of sound like one of those, <laughs> doesn't it? A little bit. All right. I, um, yeah. We'll throw that on the poll then. I'm yeah. glad that you played that clip because that gave me some time to look up a film, which I've now chosen, and it is called oh. Avalanche Sharks. Uh, and it is available, and I've got a link for you if you lose the next poll. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to cross out at Thunderforce and write in Avalanche Sharks. Yeah, so if you want to vote on that poll, you can do on our Instagram page at TwinPixPod. You can catch up with me on Instagram at flick.face. You can catch up with the show on Twitter at TwinPixPod. You can email us at TwinPixPod at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, you can do it at TwinPixPod kofi.com slash podcast. I think that's everything what are your socials yeah.
1: uh Nika or Nica Creative at on uh, uh, <laughs> at instagram at
0: instagram <laughs> oh god we've got to, do you know we've just got to get one of those things so we can just insert an audio clip at the end because that's yeah. the most tiring thing do about that? doing these we do whatever yeah. we want, mate
1: yeah,
0: we could true. sign off with bottom noises if we wanted to <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. How? Goodbye. <laughs> How much Thanks very much for listening. Stay tuned for next episode where we're going to pick our Spanish movies. So we'll catch up Espanol. with
1: you there. Espanol. Espanol.
0: Bueno. Buenas noches. Buenos no not au revoir. That's French.
1: Goodbye. <laughs>